Syracuse. WSGO Oswego. W249BC Mattydale. W261AC Oswego. WTKWHD2 Bridgeport. ESPN Radio. I'm a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit. The show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm gonna have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is the chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a Monday edition of Wars Nation. Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sibilia with you up until 2 o'clock. We have just one guest lined up for you today. It's our weekly SOS house call. Dr. Todd Battaglia will join us coming up at 1230. Outside of that, we'll mix in your phone calls throughout at 315-437-7644. I am with you here in Syracuse. Paulie, already down in Greensboro, North Carolina, uh, Jordan tells me you are in a, a hallway. Are you at the arena? Are you at the hotel? Where where are you right now, Paulie? I am in the arena at the hall in the hallway where they give out the media passes. So it should be nice and distracting. And I already had multiple people come up and go, Hey, how about the guy driving being the first guy here out of everybody? There you go. <laughs> so so uh yeah, it's a, it's gonna be a fun weekend. I got I got a good vibe going into this. Yeah. Um it, you got a good vibe coming off the weekend, right? I mean, that, that event Friday yeah. night you were at, and obviously Saturday everything went well with the game. You know, they get a win for the seniors on senior day. Uh, championship team was in town. The jersey ceremony at the end was was fantastic with Akeem and, and Jerry. Uh, what, what stood out to you, Paulie, from the weekend? Everything. It was it was, it was was fun. Uh, the Just the love that that 2000 team had for each other in the city and their coach. And, you know, it, it, it was one of the coolest events I've been to just to hear them go through the play. And like, you know, we, we sit here as people who are unathletic and can't do anything for them to break down the zone during the 2003 game and, be uh, like Jerry yelling up to to the current team. Look at the backside block on that, you know, like just explaining how the zone wor- should work when when you know when it's moving. The question is, are these guys capable of? It, it's unfair to compare them to that because is this team capable of doing what that team did? And especially when you, you break down the last play, Jerry wasn't even on the court because right. they wanted to be able to guard everybody. So. Right, and you know, I I did see several clips from that uh, from that event Friday night, and one of them being that that final play. Right, they posted that on social media. The guys describing the final play. Uh, well, I guess it's the the second to last play when Akeem makes the block, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the, just the rotation of how far Queth came out, and then you know Hakeem uh, coming all the way over to block the shot. And uh, you're right, not not everybody could do that. Not every team is going to have the athleticism to yeah. to be able to do what they did. Right. The thing they said was they trusted each other, right. and Billy got picked and screwed up apparently at the at the top, and Queth shot up from the forward position to get out on Heinrich, and forced him to make the pass. And Hack was at the five, and not many people are going to be able to get from the middle of the lane to 
the three-point line in two steps like he did but but it, it was fun to watch and just to hear those guys all you know talking about that game and that season was was a lot of fun you know you mentioned the the love that they all had for each other and um i i was a little taken aback by carmelo uh friday night and and saturday for that matter as well and you know, he's been through so much in his life and his career. And, you know, think of all the great games he's had and all the accomplishments he's had in the NBA and whatnot. Like, you you can tell when he talks. I mean, he he seemed like he was getting choked up at points when he was talking. You can tell the, the love that he has for this place, this coach, these teammates that he played with. Uh, that stood out to me. Just, you know, everything that he's accomplished, you can tell that uh, it all comes back to, to what he accomplished here at Syracuse, that that's, uh, you know, at the at the top of his list. He he told the story that he didn't want to leave. He yeah. he said he and Coach Beheim had that talk that all players and coaches had, and he said, I'm coming back, and Coach Beheim said, no, you're, no, you're not. No, you're not coming back here is what, what he said. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it was amazing to see how, how much uh, love he has for Syracuse and it, the the thing that took, caught me the amount of players he's played with in his career. He says Quetthoini was the greatest captain he's ever played with. You know that that says a lot about you know Quetthoini. When you think of the USA teams and everybody's been, he goes not a better leader than Quetthoini. Yeah, and you know he, he he told the story about you know and all the guys talked about this right that you know Queth was the elder statesman on that team and you had all these young guys you know Hakeem was a sophomore and Jerry and, and Mello were freshmen and um, they didn't quite know how to you know deal with with Coach Beheim maybe early in their careers and um, and, and you know Mello talked about that, that you know they they were getting you know, they weren't used to getting yelled at right and uh, you know Mello wasn't used to getting yelled at Jerry certainly wasn't used to getting yelled at and and Queth you know, kind of helped them uh, take it all in stride, right? Yeah, it, it's funny. Is I, I'm in the locker room at halftime and postgame, and Queth, Queth got yelled at for everybody, and it wasn't for, it was from year one to to when he left. You know, it was he was you know the point was made on him because coach knows who can take it and who can't, and Queth was the best at it. Yeah, um, it, it was. It was a. It was a fantastic weekend on, on so many fronts. Let, let's get to the game because you know they needed to win this game for a lot of reasons, right? They needed to end the losing yeah. streak. They needed to win for the seniors. They needed to win for you know Jerry and Hakeem who were having their jerseys retired after the game. So there was a lot of pressure on you know let's make sure that it's a winning atmosphere to to have that jersey retirement. Uh, what stood out to you from the game itself? Jesse Edwards. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> what was that? You know, and you know what else? You know what else stuck out? Sixteen offensive rebounds, Steve. We we've seen Syracuse get crushed by that all year long, and this time they go out and they dominate on the offensive boards. They get second shots, and they you know they weren't out physical. You know, I don't know Wake Forest is a team that's going to do it, but Jesse played great, Joe played great, Judah played great. If that happens here. They can win again if they get someone else to do something. They're, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the rebounding, and that's what we've been talking about, right, with the defense is that, yes, teams have been shooting the ball awfully well against them, and yes, they've been getting open looks, but a, a, a part of the defense and a big part of the defense is finishing the possession with a rebound. And you mentioned SU's offensive numbers. I want to mention Wake Forest's offensive rebounding numbers. Only nine offensive rebounds 
right? You know, Syracuse had 27 defensive rebounds to nine offensive rebounds for Wake Forest. And, you know, yeah, I think Wake was a little off with the outside shot in this game, but Syracuse did a nice job finishing those possessions by getting the rebounds. And, and obviously, Jesse was a big part of that. I mean, he had 12 defensive rebounds himself. Obviously, the 20 you know rebounds total, he was a big reason uh, why they were so successful on the glass. But if they can rebound like that, and again, if it's, you know, we've seen some games recently, Paulie, where it's been a 50-50 proposition when an opponent misses a shot. That They can't have that. Um, on Saturday, it was more like, you know, three-fourths of the time Syracuse is getting the rebound and and finishing those possessions, and, and that made a, a huge difference. You mentioned Wake may have been off, and they, they might have been a little bit on their shooting. They weren't getting the very first attempt that they were looking at they were they were moved from the spot that they were going to shoot from and and it made a huge difference the defense was great you know i i I don't have much to complain about from that game you know i want jesse to come back i don't know how they're gonna do it but you know you see that out of that kid and you're like man if he gets one more year and it, you know, hopefully it's at Syracuse. Yeah. If he gets one more year, you're talking, uh, you know, first team ACC type, uh, type player. At least he has that potential. Um, my rundown here, and, and Jordan's not in here right now. So it's, I'm just sitting in the studio solo at the moment. But my rundown, Paulie says, Paulie has a question, uh, at 12 o'clock. What, what is, what is your question, Paulie? All right. You know, you know, I don't know if I'm, I've, I'm trying to turn over any leaf, but it's time for Polly to poke the bear, Steve. Okay. I've become good. I've become good at this in the past couple of weeks. Joe Girard's averaging 16 points a game around there this year, right? Yep. You imagine, you heard the, I, I was listening to the post game show and people were still complaining about Joe Girard. Joe Girard has brought down this program, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What? What do you think the calls would be, Steve, right now, if Joe Girard was at Boston College averaging 16 points a game and Syracuse did not recruit him? (laughs) Yeah. If yesterday was Joe Girard's senior day and Joe Girard was anywhere else averaging 16 points a game, the calls would be, Bayheim can't recruit. Why the hell isn't Joe Girard at Syracuse? Yeah, I think it's there's a decent chance that you know, people are on that kid. We're gonna we're gonna find out. You know, the all ACC teams coming up here in a little bit, and you know the the ballots were due yesterday. I was talking with Mike Waters earlier today. He's got Joe on his third team. I had Joe on my third team. I think there's a decent chance Joe lands on the third team, all ACC. Um, it, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, yes, if uh, if he were somewhere else and he was a all conference selection. And uh, he's averaging 16 points per game, you know, top 10 in the league in scoring. Yes, people would be saying, how did you let him slip away? You know, it was amazing to me, Steve, too. Like I was driving home after that game. It was such a fun weekend. It was amazing. You're celebrating a national champion. You know how hard it is to win a national championship, Steve? I don't know if you know this, but it's only, really one, hard. T- only one team um, does it every year. That's how, that's how hard yeah, it is. It's yeah. crazy. You're celebrating that the team won. You know, it, it hasn't been a great year, but just the calls in the post game. You know, Jim Beheim may have done the little bear poking himself with the with his uh, his talk in the post game about sports radio college, but just the negativity. Enjoy it. You know, it, thank Joe for what he did. You know, they couldn't have gone out on a better note. Their careers. If you want to ask any of them, win loss wise, about their career, 
I guarantee you they're all disappointed in how it's turned out. Kid came here, played four years, been a great player, but, you know, it hasn't turned out. You know, appreciate him. You know, I, I you know, I, he doesn't need calls on his senior day calling him out about how he's the reason the zone stinks for the past three years. You know, who? come on. Yeah, and I actually said that over the weekend myself, is that obviously the last couple of years in particular, the record isn't what they want it to be. But that weekend, like th- this weekend was was fun. Um, you know, Friday night. I had fun. The the game on on Saturday, it was it was a bright spot in what has been a disappointing stretch, to say the least. And uh and you're right, I thought Joe and Jesse in particular, they deserved that on uh on their senior day. And and again, both have a have an opportunity to come back. I don't know if either of them will. I think there's a better chance Joe comes back than Jesse. Um but, you know, if that's Jesse's last game in a Syracuse uniform at home, that, that was one heck of a way to go out. And, and same thing for Joe. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Paulie. I didn't know where you are going with that question, you know, but you're right. If, if he's somewhere else, the, the complaints are, how do you let him get away? Absolutely. It, was a, it was a slam yeah, dunk, right? He should have been bonkers. at SU. Yeah. 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 When he signed, nobody was like, hey, what are they doing? No. He's, he's been – he's a good kid. He's a great basketball player. The wins and losses haven't been there. It's not his fault. It's a team. Just like the 2003 team said, we wouldn't have done it without each and every one of these guys from the walk-ons up. It's not Joe Girard's fault. Yeah, you apparently haven't haven't been paying attention to our show, Paulie, because uh, everything is Joe Girard's fault the the last couple of weeks, as, (laughs) as as you are aware. I know, but... I'm really happy that, that they got that win and, you know, that Jesse played well. And, you know, let's get them all back. Yeah, I know that'll get everybody riled up, but I hope Joe Girard's back again. You get one more year out of that kid? He's gotten better every year he's been here. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think that if they get this core back, I think they could be good next year. And, um, you know, everybody, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, you see flashes. It's, yeah. It hasn't been great all year, but when, when they're clicking, it looks good. Yeah, and, and it was an encouraging performance. Listen, we know they've got to run the table this week down in Greensboro. And, you know, up until Saturday, you saw no evidence at all that, uh, that you know, even one win was possible. Now, you know, I think it was an encouraging sign. All is not well. You know, it's not like everything's perfect now because they, they beat Wake Forest at home. But they've got Wake again. You certainly feel like they can win that one. And... And who knows? You know, they, they played Miami tough once already, and, you know, you just take it game by game. But, uh, you know, we, we said going into that one that it was about pride and character, and, and would they show that pride and character? And, and they did. You know, they, they played with purpose on Saturday. They played for the championship team. They played for Jerry. They played for Akeem. They played for the seniors. They played for themselves. And, uh, and for one evening, anyway, they, they played well. And they got the win. They and played for the coach too. Yeah, that's yeah. You're right. I shouldn't have left him off. They, for yeah. all of them. Yep. All you're their right. coaches. You're right. You're right. They played with pride. And they played with purpose. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a good sign. Yeah, and you just hope they can somehow make some sort of run here. You know, do I think they're going to get to the finals and make the NCAA tournament? No, but you know what? That's beat Wake again. 
and then roll the ball out against Miami and let's see what happens. You were you were right in there with them in their home court, you know. Yeah, and, uh, and sometimes so. you know the the team that has a game under his belt. It, we've seen it a lot in these conference tournaments, right? The team that has a game under its belt hits the ground running with a little bit of rhythm the following day, whereas. You know, the, the team that's got the double bye has been sitting around for a couple extra days. So, who knows? Stranger things happen this time of year. It's it's, it's called March Madness for a reason. So, we'll we'll hit a timeout here. Phone lines are open, 315-437-7644. We've got our weekly SOS house call coming up in about 15 minutes. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange Nation. Polly, Steve with you. I'm in Greensboro. Steve in the Cuse. Steve having a good time in the 315, as the kids would say. Always. Have a cigar from Pink Floyd. It's Pink Floyd Day. I don't remember why, Steve. All right. Well, I'll let you figure that out. Smoke them if you got them. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our, our phone lines. Bring on our first caller today. We've got uh, Steve in Liverpool kicking us off on the show. Hey, Steve. Yeah, I, you know, I had a chance to go Friday night for the celebration of the championship. And then I was there on Saturday for all the festivities. And uh, even uh, I had a chance, it was up on YouTube, where they had the replay of when they won the championship and they came back and 25,000 people showed up. And it was like a religious experience for an ASU fan this weekend. And I will mark one thing that supposedly there were uh, announced attendance, 24,590 people that showed up during everything on Friday night, Saturday night, when Coach Beheim was speaking. Did anybody boo him? I mean, no. I, that's, that's for you, Paulie. Not a one. No, not a one. And, you know, he singled down, and it's nothing against people that are unhappy and things like that. But when they won that championship, uh, what happened the year before? They went to the NIT with Preston Shumpert, and they didn't win the NIT. So you just never know. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good point. It was a great weekend. It was a great weekend all around, Steve, no doubt about it. Glad you got had a chance to experience it. No, it was great. Uh, you know, all the players were interacting. We got selfies. And then just to see that love, maybe that's the word. There was a lot of love among everyone, you know, the people that showed up on Friday. And then you saw the players. And the remarkable thing, and, you know, Billy Eden couldn't show up on Friday. But when the coach saw Billy Eden, I mean, he said, without Billy, we have not made the final four. Remember that? Yep. There was a lot of love. That was quite a moment with uh, with him and Mello, uh, you know, hugging uh, hugging on the court there. That was uh, that was that was quite a moment. That was his roommate. Yep. You know. Yep. And you know, and that's what I'm saying is like I would like that people give these kids that are now and they are kids on the current team, and when they interviewed them after the game, they said they were inspired to see what was happening with that uh, 2003 team, especially if you were there, Steve, I believe uh, Mello spoke to them. Remember, they were up in the balcony, and, and they were inspired from what he had to say. Yep, yep, no doubt. All right, Steve, appreciate you checking in. 315-437-7644. Wait, wait, Steve, uh, Steve. Yeah, go ahead. 
how the heck did Steve go to the game, but then he called in? I thought it didn't work like that. <laughs> That's weird, dude. We got to we gotta fact check Steve a little bit. <laughs> All right. Tim and Eastwood up next on the show. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. Um, I went to the game Saturday. Everything around the game was great. You know, the seniors being honored before, the halftime with the, you know, the championship team and Jerry and the team afterwards. It was really great, you know, and the game was, uh, you know, a good game to be at. I thought they played really well. Um, can you a- answer me a question? At um, halftime of the of the championship, when they honored the championship team, they did not announce Billy Edelin's name. He came out by himself. He came out with Quest Dwayne. It was did the U- university have an explanation for that? For because uh, I don't believe he was announced by himself. He. He came out with Quest Dwayne, um, and I, I just I thought that was kind of odd, but it was really great for Beheim to uh, uh, honor him and speak about him after the you know after the game during the Jerry and uh, Akeem ceremony. Yeah, Tim, I'll, I'll be honest with you, that stood out to me as well. I I, I don't know of an explanation, Paul. Do you do you have an explanation for that? No, that would that would be a university question. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure, Tim. Know. I'll 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 look into that a little bit. I'm, I'm curious about that as well. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, Tim, appreciate you checking in. I think Mello said uh, they didn't expect Billy to make it, so it's almost like he kind of just you know they didn't think he could make it, and then he just pulled up. Could be, could be. Maybe that's all it was. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I I noticed that as well. Yeah, it, it was a great weekend, Paulie. No doubt about it. It was fun. It was fun. I was just really, you know, disappointed on my way home in the car, just hearing the callers still being negative. It was take a break from it, enjoy it. You know, just take a break. Is that what you did? You, is that what you did? You took a break. No, you turned but- it off, or? No, I, I listened to it. I listened to everybody talk and say what they had to say. And it just wasn't, you know, if you are if you can't have fun and enjoy a win, you're not a fan. You know, Coach Beheim says, you're not a fan if you don't have a season ticket. That, that, that's not true. You, you cannot have season tickets. But if you can't just take a day off from being negative about your favorite team on a day like that, you're, you're not a fan. You're just absolutely miserable in life and, and a critic. I called in after. Syracuse is probably going to lose a game here to end the season. Save it. Save your negativity for that day. You know, if they lose to Wake, call in and complain. You're not a fan if you don't enjoy the wins. All right. Well said. Uh, We'll hit a timeout here. We've got our weekly SOS house call coming up next, and then uh, we'll open up the phone lines the rest of the way from there at 315-437-7644. Dr. Todd Battaglia from SOS joining us next on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Hey, you. Oh, hey, you. That's the name of the song. That's two in a row. This is the easiest uh, artist of the day ever. I haven't even had to say the title, so they just come out with Hey You. Steve did your research for you. What do you mean easy? Hey You. It's Pink Floyd. I don't know what these guys were doing, but they were something else. I, uh, 
I don't know if I should tell the story on the air about my Pink Floyd laser light show experience. Well, now it's too late. Let's just say I I didn't normally partake in the in the in the in the green stuff, Steve. Yeah, but I did, and I went to a, a Pink Floyd laser light show, and I haven't uh, I haven't done it since. <laughs> I I was freaking out. It was the dark side of the moon, and the moon was like singing the song, like up in the air. But I thought it was like looking at me and singing, like serenading me personally. <laughs> There's nobody else there, and I had to get out. I had to get up and leave. So yeah, no more of that stuff for me. Learn your lesson. Don't do that. <laughs> Learn your lesson. Do that. Yeah, don't do that stuff, kids. Yeah, especially if you're going to the Pink Floyd Laser Light Show. <laughs> I would have never made it in the '60s, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get back to basketball as uh, as hour number two starts up here, and uh, we've yet to hear from Jim Beheim uh, after the uh, the game on Saturday. Uh, let's uh, let's hear from from Jim Beheim now, and uh, I guess let's just let's start with the first one, Jordan, as, uh, as Syracuse puts an end to its four game losing streak. I don't think that we didn't try in any of those games. I just I just don't think we were. Good enough, uh, def- good maybe good enough. Period, and, I, and our, certainly our defense was not good enough. Those teams shot the lights out, which that can happen. But again, I just don't think that we're quite good enough to play and and win. Well, it's not win those games. We were never in those games. I mean, if you lose those games by five, four, three, two, you you can always look back and say, well, you know, if we just were a little bit, we were never in the games. When you're never in the games, you're just not good enough. Bottom line, period. Early in the year, we had some, we were bad, and then we had a stretch where we played really good, and then we just lost it when we second half against Duke, Clemson, Pittsburgh. We just were never in those games, and Georgia Tech played phenomenal, a phenomenal game. Uh, but you know that happens. And, but they've they've tried. I, I don't think there's hasn't been a game we haven't tried. Uh, you know, it, it goes back to in the the first part of the ACC schedule, Paulie. We were seeing some close losses, and we were dis- dissecting individual plays. Right? You remember, you remember that that whole conversation about should Judah have been on the floor or not? You know, it, it came down to Carolina was essentially a one possession game. Miami was a one possession game. Uh, you know, both Virginia games were close. Uh, Pittsburgh was a one possession game. That four-game losing streak, there was none of that. We weren't dissecting any plays the next day when we came in to do the show. It was just, you know, what was that? And, uh, you know, yeah. that, that is a sign that, uh, you know, that they weren't close. Um, so I, I, I get that point. Um, I don't think all is solved because they beat this Wake Forest team, but to me it was an encouraging sign that, that they put it together. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good tune-up for them as they, they get ready for what really matters, and that's this week in the ACC tournament. Yeah, they needed it. They needed that, and the the first Virginia game was not close either, Steve. They, well, by the end, I mean, right? They, they lost by seven, but yes, it, it. My my point is is that lately it hasn't been a possession or two, or this was a key point in the game, or if this you know if this play had gone differently, it could have turned out differently. There's been none of that lately. But you're right. The the first Virginia game, it was it was you, you know it was lopsided, and they made it close at the end. You do hope it was what Jerry said it was. Was this team is young and. That Duke game sucked the life out of them, and they needed to do something to fix their mental. It was more of a mental thing than 
the ability to play basketball. And hopefully that's what Saturday was for him. All right, let's uh, let's hear more from Jim Beheim. Uh, let's uh, let's hear about Jesse Edwards. I don't think he scratched the surface of what he can be. I really don't. I think he made a jump last year, but made a bigger jump this year. But he's he's capable of even more. I think we would all agree on that, right, Paulie? It sounds like a coach who wants his center to come back. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's what that's out of. That was the first pitch before they have that meeting after the season. Yeah, right. Um, he was awesome. I mean, that was that was a, a great performance. And and let's see. Listen, he's not going to go like, twenty seven and twenty again on Wednesday. But let's see if he can have his way with Wake again. Dude, let me tell you something else. We uh, we sit here and everybody calls me a Jim Beheim defender. If I have heard one thing. One time, I've heard it a million times, Steve, is that guards should not be coaching the centers. Griff has done a absolutely great job with Jesse Edwards. Yep. From where he was to where he is now, Griff is not a center from what I know, uh, and he's done a great job of coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you've seen Jesse get better every year, and you know, let's not forget he you know he missed the last nine games last year, and. He's 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 just continued to progress, and he's gotten to a point now where he's capable of that. You know, twenty-seven and twenty. That was it was awfully impressive. Um, all right, more from Jim Beheim now. Let's uh, hear from him on the uh, the guests of honor that that were uh, that were uh, recognized after the game. Akeem Moore, Jerry McNamara having their jerseys retired. Here's Coach Beheim on that. I just love those guys. They just they're great people. They really are unbelievable people. Players today aren't like that anymore. Not even close, but that's the way life is. There's there's no Roosevelt Bowie and Lewis Ors anymore either. Those guys are gone. We got guys that want to score points and look at the box score. Different world. The the ceremony was well done uh, again across the board, and you know I know that the university is taking some hits uh, with with some of these special days, um, but they got it right. Friday and Saturday, they they hit all the right notes for you know for that twenty four to thirty six hour time span. Yeah, it was, I don't know about the kids nowadays. The difference, I, I I'm not a coach, but uh, they uh, you, you look back on that team, they they're all doing okay you know they're all good people and that that's not always the case at any university and at syracuse too (laughs) you look back at some of the the other teams and you're like whoa so uh yeah it's a good you know come how how can you be how can you complain about that group of guys yeah uh speaking of things always changing uh one of the things that has changed in the uh the present day of college basketball is that uh, you know the transfer portal is now a thing, and some have questioned you know why Syracuse didn't use it more you know this year. Um, Jim Bam said that that's that's going to change moving forward. We lost five game people that brought in three to four players, veteran players. We went zero and five against those people, and without the transfer portal, I think you know we beat these teams. But that's reality today. And you have to, looking forward, you have to see who's coming back, and then you have to be in the transfer portal um, to be successful. 
you know, that's what Pitts did, Miami did, obviously, NC State, and they're three of the, you know, two teams are playing for the first place, and Virginia's been three guys in the transfer portal as well, and uh, so, I mean, that's the future, and uh, I think everybody sees that now. Yeah, and I don't think there's any question, uh, Paulie, that you know, at the beginning of the year, especially like the pit game stands out to you early on. Even, you know, you go back to Bryant, and I know Bryant didn't turn out to be a good team, but Bryant was a roster full of veteran guys. And they came here and they they played like they were 21 and 22 and 23-year-old guys, and, and they came out with a win. And I think that that's, that's something that in this day and age in college basketball, you need to have some veterans on your team, especially to help you hit the ground running in the beginning of the season. And, you know, Syracuse obviously has some veterans and Joe and Jesse. They had a lot of youth this year, though, and they they paid for that youth early on. Coach keeps saying that, and this this also brings you to the, like, where we are in the world, too, with instant gratification. You need, you need automatic wins. Some schools are going to do what Syracuse did. There's... There, people are still going to take high school players, and you will it pan out for the. You know, the interesting thing will be: can you keep your players if you want to develop them? You know, does it hurt a Duke in North Carolina that like you get these young kids in the recruiting classes? They're all hyped. They and you don't win if you don't win with them right off the bat, and they all leave. You're you're back to more freshmen, or do you go to the transfer portal and just give up on all the <laughs> freshmen? Like, it sounds like the freshmen, you know, like high school players are going away. They're not. They're not. People are still going to take them. And some team, you may have to be patient as a fan base. If you your school decides, hey, we're going to start young and try and grow old with this group of kids. Yeah, the, the only thing I would say to that, Paulie, is that there's a difference between the Duke freshmen, the Kentucky freshmen, and then, you know, who, who most of the Won't other programs are. more? Um. Won't it hurt them more if they have a bad season? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, right, because you're, you're saying that they're going to leave, but I'm saying that the the freshmen that those teams are getting are probably more capable of competing, right? Because yeah, yeah, you're talking about borderline. You're talking about borderline NBA guys that are coming in and they they're coming to school for one year because they have to. They're going to be ready yeah, to they, compete they, against 21 and 22 and 23 year olds because that's what they would be doing in 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 the NBA. This is a normal Duke year. No, I know, I understand right? that. Or North Carolina, I understand that. Yeah, North Carolina kept all their guys. Right. <laughs> and it, like, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. I, you either got a good team where the chemistry works and they're good players, and it's going to work. I don't care how you build them. It's if you if you've got the right players, it's going to work. Well, you just said the word chemistry, and I think that that's uh, that's what we point to with North Carolina, right? I mean, that, it sounds like the, that is a chemistry experiment gone very wrong uh, down there in in Chapel Hill. Uh, let's get one more from Jim Beheim here as we hit the break. And this is the one you were alluding to at the top of the show, Paulie, where you said, uh, you know, Jim Beheim may have poked the bear a little bit in his postgame press conference. Uh, let's hear from Jim Beheim, then we'll uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll talk about it. And the fans here, they're not the one calling the radio show. Not one fan that was here tonight calls any radio show. The people that call the radio shows do not come to games. They don't have season tickets. The only way they come is if somebody gives them a ticket. This reflects what our fan base thinks of our program. We had not a great season about what people thought, probably, that predict things like this. I don't. 
and what was here? What were here today? Twenty-four thousand five hundred people. And and you think that people are upset with our program? Yeah, they're upset. The ones sitting home calling. That's who's upset. Do I want to do better? Yeah, yeah, we want to do better, but the f people that show up tell you whether you have support or not. Not who calls on the radio. The same 22 people call. All right, uh, Paul, your uh, your initial thoughts on that, and then we'll take a time out and we'll open it up to our callers. He thinks 22 people listen to this crap? <laughs> well, Jordan, Jordan put <laughs> no. together a comprehensive list, and he was at least 31. So, Oh, wow. I didn't think 22 people listened to us. I was, thank you, Coach. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's hit a timeout. 315-437-7644 if you would like to react to any of that. Uh, timeout here. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.